Recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. From sports to work injuries, car accidents to falls, concussions can affect anyone, and you don't even need to hit your head to suffer one. If you or someone you know shows any signs or symptoms of a concussion, contact Midwest Concussion Clinic. Proper recovery utilizing the latest scientific research and therapy methods starts with a comprehensive diagnosis from Midwest Concussion Clinic. Watch the informational videos online. Midwest Concussion Clinic, part of Physical Medicine Consultants. Call 260-432-1800 or search online Midwest Concussion Clinic. Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios. This is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fan. This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. This is the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in, everyone, to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. It is week five of the high school football season, the unofficial halfway point. Once we get through this weekend, five down, at least five games to go for teams around the area. Of course, everybody makes the playoffs in the state of Indiana, so we'll reach the unofficial halfway point of things after this weekend's action. And we got plenty to preview. Of course, the big one coming up tomorrow night is in Kendallville, East Noble and Leo, likely for the Northeast 8 Championship. We're going to talk to Coach Luke Amstutz of East Noble here in just a second. Bottom of the hour, we'll talk to Coach Grant Bozier, South Adams Starfires. His team still ranked number one in Class 1A. They go on the road to take on Monroe Central tomorrow night. And then 645, the other side of things, head coach Jared Souter of the Leo Lions. We'll talk to him about the team and how they're preparing for tomorrow night at East Noble, and of course, Bryce fans, KPC Media Group will join us as well. So a busy hour, and we're going to jump right into it and break down this big epic matchup between East Noble and Leo. Head coach Luke Amstutz joins us right now. Coach, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. 
Good coach. And, um, you know, let's let's recap before we look forward and, and you know, back to back really dominant weeks after having to uh, to sit out a week. So how do you feel your guys have performed here through the first three games of the year? Well, you know, we're real excited where we're sitting right now. Um, you know, we wanted to uh, coming off of not having that game. We really wanted to, um, you know, do our best to get as many possessions in our games as we could. So we, you know, we've really ramped up the intensity, you know, throwing the ball a little bit, onside kicking a little bit, just trying to make sure we get to play some full games because tomorrow night we're going to play a full one for sure. Yeah, Coach, you know, we, we look at that canceled game for you, but not only did you miss a game, you also couldn't practice, correct, for a little bit? Say, say that again, I'm sorry. Were you able to practice during that time, that, that hiatus you guys were off as well? No, you know, the whole school shut down. Um, it wasn't a football decision or anything like that. We, as a matter of fact, we had our whole team ready to go, and the, the school district decided with, you know, some high case numbers and things in the community to shut down and so no practice no nothing um which you know eliminated a something we're used to having which is a really good week two game with northwood right and so not having that um you know it obviously it hurts but uh more more so it hurts just not having a you know a really good quality opponent that challenges you and um you know we're gonna you know really have our first challenge of the year this friday night yeah coach we know that you will schedule anybody anywhere in those non-conference games so you mentioned losing that game, and did it was it a little bit of a panic for you because you used those two non-conference weeks one and two to really prepare you for the NEA? We do, and and I would say the, the only, you know, in some years it would have been a real big problem, but the the fact that this year we kind of have an experienced group, a lot of seniors that you know played in state finals that have won sectionals, that you know if anybody can handle you know a week off it's them and they were able to come back pretty quick and ironically when we got back uh we ended up getting four or five kids quarantined uh close <laughs> contact to another student at school and, and they didn't play in the decalp game so you know we could have had everybody the week we couldn't play and you know you don't have everybody when you do play but we're uh we're back to back to full strength and, and ready to go for friday night Coach, we'll get to the matchup here in just a little bit, but kind of wanted to go through the personnel a little while. We'll talk about Xander Brazel to start off, the sophomore. First off, what make you made you decide to go with the sophomore to start the season? Uh, and then what have you seen over the first three games of the season to really kind of uh, really prove to you that he was indeed the guy? Well, I think uh, sometimes things just work themselves out uh, in their own way. And, and uh, you know, we returned. Dalton Simpson, who had some experience at quarterback last year and did a nice job for us, but he also uh, was interested in, you know, filling another spot for us, and he's starting a corner right now, and, and he saw an opening there where we have two good players sitting at quarterback, and, you know, he wanted to uh, find a way to help the team and, and uh, did so, doing so there and doing so very, very well there. Um, Xander, you know, kind of last minute is, is uh, thrown into the mix, and, and uh, obviously he's done a great job and, and uh, hasn't had, you know, the pressure of a huge game yet. And we'll see how he responds to that. But, you know, in, in his, uh, you know, first varsity experience, he's had, you know, he's made great throws. He's been smart and confident running the offense. Uh, you know, he's making making good reads and and uh, just doing a great job. And certainly he's got some weapons when you when you can turn and hand the ball off to Kane and Carrico and Ethan Nichols and, you know, throw the ball up to Division One players like Rowan Zolman. 
you know, you're going to you're going to have some success. And he's, he's certainly done that. Yeah, Coach, kind of leads me to my next question. He's handing off the ball to a couple seniors in Nichols and Carrico. Every single one of his completions this year have gone to a senior. How much does that help a sophomore getting his first, you know, significant varsity action? Yeah, well, having that, you know, that offensive line in front of him that's got a, a full year under their belt. All of them were starters last year together. Uh, and then, uh, um, you know, having those guys as a safety net. and um, You know, the ability, I think, what a lot of people don't understand in football is like they watch a game and you know they they're like oh we got to dink and doink we got to throw these short passes we got to do this we got to do that if you can run the ball it allows you to do everything and you know the fact that we can turn and hand the ball off to Kane and create situations where there's five six seven eight nine dudes standing at the line of scrimmage and then then Rowan's Zolman one on one versus a player that he's a better athlete than is a big is a big time matchup and you know tomorrow night. You know that may not be the case. You know, they, they, Leo's defense is very good at stopping the run with their their base six guys. If they can do that, you know, then they can keep you know Crawford and those guys out there and you know double team some guys and that makes things a lot tougher. And and uh, you know that's the, that's the game of football and that's the that's the chess game that you got you got to find a way to run the ball. And coach, conversely, that defense led by some seniors, Bryce Charles has been good for you, Tristan Ward, Trace Holiday as well. So some veteran guys on that side of the football doing work for you. Yeah, I would say Bryce Charles, uh, not in us, any surprise to us. Bryce was a great player last year, and he has been amazing this year. That kid, you know, plays a lot of offensive line as well, uh, but he's getting off the ball. He's leading the team in tackles. He's just always in the backfield disrupting things, demanding double teams. And uh, Trace Holiday, you know, same type of deal. Just a guy that's got a ton of experience. That's really good at what he does. Um, you know, our defensive line is definitely a, a group that we're hanging our hat on with Kane and Carrico also over there, and uh, Tristan Ward and, and a few other guys that will rotate in. But that's a really good group for us. Have we taken advantage or or for granted Rowan Zolman just because he's been so good for so long? I I think you know people in our community certainly have because. Um, you know, you you get a guy like him, and I, you know, I I was talking with him, you know, with a college coach the other day about him, and and first thing out of his mouth is in a non-COVID year when every college doesn't have, you know, 18 guys staying for their fifth year, sixth year eligibility. You know, Rowan probably picks what Division One school he wants to play to anywhere in the country, and he certainly still has things going on and is in talks with some people. Um, but the physical, you know specimen and athlete that he's been, you know, the, the, how dominant he was as a sophomore playing safety. And then as a junior, just all the interceptions and touchdowns, he, he's not the type of kid that you have to feel like, you know, needs the ball 40 times a game. He just makes plays. He makes plays defensively. He catches touchdowns, makes big hits on kickoff. He just he punts for us. You know, he's average. I think he's averaging 50 yards a punt this season for us. <laughs> Uh, so he just is a great athlete and, you know, someone that will, will not have a guy like him for many years. All right, Coach, let's talk Leo. And the last time you guys saw the Lions, it was in the postseason. You shut him out 10 to nothing at their place. Now you get him in the regular season now. And simpletons like myself or, you know, short-sighted people will say, okay, expect more of the same after what East Noble did in the playoffs a year ago, particularly with so much returning on both sides of the football. Do you have to guard against that complacency, or is this team too much of a veteran squad to buy into what happened last year? I don't think that there there will be any complacency. I just think that every team and every season, you know, is a little bit different, and, and certainly these guys have a lot of experience. 
but these guys also, you know, they show up and they compete, and uh, they do a great job every day at practice, getting better. It's a high character group. They're fun kids to be around. You know, I've I've had a lot of great classes come through. I've had a lot of great teams, but this is one of the teams that I've had the most fun with, just because. I'm with them every day in class, you know, as, a, as their strength coach. I'm with them every day at practice, and I just love being around them. Uh, you know, we love doing stuff together out off the football field. Um, they're just they're just a super group of kids, and they're you know even with all the success they've had, you know, they're always they're hungry for more, and they're they're gonna they're gonna be ready when the time comes. Right now, we're just trying to see find what the best version of our team can be, and uh, continue to get better at the little things. And and uh, once we do that, we're gonna we're gonna see where this team can go. Coach, when you look at Leo right now and what they're doing, does anything jump out at you comparatively to what you saw last year on tape? Um, just, you know, mostly the, the fact that they're a year bigger and a year stronger, and, and um, they're not doing much different. Matter of fact, if you think about them for, for the last almost a decade that I've been playing against them, uh, they've never really been very different. Have They've had some years where they will throw the ball a little more and be a little more spread. But their identity is always going to be with running the football and then defense. And certainly this year, just like every other year, that is a tough defense that makes a lot of plays, that gets to the ball, that doesn't allow big plays at all. And uh, in all of our games with them, uh, you know, you've got to find a way to manufacture some points. And, um, you know, you always want to go into the game with – with a couple little wrinkles that you think are going to, you know, work, you have to understand what they're trying to do so that you can put yourself in a good spot. You've got to take some shots. And, um, you know, we're certainly going to do that tomorrow night. Um, you know, you get, if you don't move the ball down the field with some chunk plays, you'll punt a lot because you, you can't turn and hand the ball off over and over and over against that defense. Um, you know, offensively, their, their key stuff is so hard to defend. In the sectional championship last year, we were able to do so really well. And once we got them out of that, you know, then we were we were set for the game. But uh, you, know, you got to get them out of that first. So we'll uh, we'll see what what uh, things hold tomorrow night. All right, coach. We've talked so much about skill players and you know your guys and and Leo with what they can put on the field with the Crawford boys and all that. But you mentioned it just how physical and big this Leo team is, and and you guys as well. Is that where this game is decided tomorrow night? It is. You know, they when when people that are going to come to this game, you know, maybe people out of Fort Wayne decide to come up to our game and, and check out a great game. Usually, most years, you're going to say if a good Leo team or a good East Noble team is really good, you're going to say maybe they could be an upper-tier sack team or whatever. This year, when you come and watch our game, people are going to say, wow, those are, those are two really talented teams because there are some – absolutely unbelievable football players on on both of these teams um both teams i think you know are, are tough well coached um and and in the playoffs so we've got a a lot you know a lot of work to do after this game um but certainly it's that mid-season test where you know, want to find out where you are and where you stack up against the best because you know both of us have eyes on on big runs in the tournament and uh you know it's going to start with the you know who can be the better program you know in, in this week all right, buddy. We'll let you go watch your freshman boys play. Appreciate the time, man. Good luck tomorrow night. Thank you very much, Justin. That was Coach Luke Amstutz, East Noble Knights, joining us as his team prepares 
for an undefeated showdown tomorrow night. Leo and East Noble up in Kendallville. We'll get the other side of things later in this hour. We'll talk to Jared Souter, head coach of the Leo Lions. We're going to take a break, come back. We'll talk to Bryce Vance of KPC Media Group. We'll break down this Leo East Noble game further, as well as some other action in the NE8 and Northeast Corner Conference. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Kevin Harlan here from Monday Night Football on Westwood One. Join me and Tony Baselli from Lambeau Field in Green Bay. It's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers playing host to Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. Both teams are looking to bounce back from losses in week one and pick up their first division win of the year. Don't miss any of the action on Monday Night Football. On Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. When was the last time your home's furnace and air conditioning systems were inspected or tuned up? If it's been over a year or you simply don't remember, you need to get on the phone to Jen at Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer at 450-3343. Premier Mechanical owner Scott's reputation for personal attention and exceptional service means they will take care of you and your heating and cooling needs as if your home was their home with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Call Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, 450-3343. Alliance Exteriors has given away a brand new roof or house full of windows to one lucky local homeowner. All you need to do is text HOME to 46862 to get the link to enter. That's HOME to 46862. No purchase required. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. Yet for many United States military veterans, finding and affording oral health care is a challenge many of us don't think about. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. DLN is asking dentists and their teams to volunteer to see one veteran with special needs one time per year. Visit willyouseeonevet.org to learn more. That's willyouseeonevet.org. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. My neighbors have different opinions about COVID-19 vaccines. Getting vaccinated is your choice. No one can make your mind up for you. Talk to your health care provider about your questions. And go to GetVaccineAnswers.org for the latest information. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone, to the High School Coaches Show. And, hey, look who's here. John Graham's here to produce. Running down the hallway to come down here and join me here until 7 o'clock. We're talking area high school football. Of course, a lot of the focus Around week five in the area is centering around Kendallville with Leo and East Noble, Battle of Undefeateds. 
the de facto NEA championship game. It will be a big one tomorrow night in Kendallville. And let's talk all about it with our friend Bryce Vance from KPC Media Group. Bryce, how are you? I'm good, Justin. How are you? Good. I expect you're already out tailgating uh, in the parking lot of East Noble High School. Am I right? Uh, why? Why is there is there a big game that's, <laughs> is there that's going, going on, going on? A game that we've you know talked about for five weeks now? Uh, yeah, of course. I've I've been out here since yesterday. Atta boy! But uh, yeah, all joking aside, Bryce, who yeah. really is out there actually. Um, <laughs> what, how do how do we break this day game down? I think we look at it and say, okay, Leo doesn't pass. They're just yep. going to run the ball. And you're saying, okay, does it it it. It comes down to can East Noble stop the run. I mean, is it is it yeah. is it that easy, or are there multiple layers of this thing? You know what? I actually do think it's it's that easy, just based on what I saw last year and what we saw in the sectional championship yep. game. You know, last year that that East Noble had a really good defense um, led by their their linebackers Cole Schupak and Jacob Van Gorder last year, and we were able to steal the fools. Um, and, and, you know, not get confused by that misdirection offense that Leo likes to run. And, and that'll be the key this year is because East Noble has two new linebackers this year. And are, are those guys going to be, you know, not be able to be fooled by the misdirection that's going one way and then the runner that's going the opposite way? Um, and, it, and it's not just all to the defensive line because most of the time they have their heads down and are, or have somebody in their face and they can't see where the ball is going exactly so that's that's going to be the big key beat for East Noble stopping the run is you have you know new linebacking core in there that that hasn't seen this you know firsthand um, and that that could be the difference in the game and that's dangerous because it's nearly impossible to simulate what Leo yeah. does it's not necessarily an option game with the academies but you know it goes back you know how do you prepare for Navy and Air Force when you never see it and it's difficult right. to replicate so um, you know, I guess the, the positive is East Noble has played Leo multiple times, you know, yeah. twice this year, twice year before. So they know what they need to prepare for. But I think it's a great point by you is it could just come down to personnel and execution. Those linebackers, they need to react and not think. And I think the linebackers a year ago for East Noble reacted in that sectional game, whereas these new crop of linebackers, can they do the very same? Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, you have Rowan Zolman back there to help you, but He's still going to be, you know, seven, eight yards off the ball, and if and that's going to be Leo's game is trying to get those, you know, gains of of five, six, and seven yards every single time. So you can't just rely on Roman Dolan coming up and and getting the tackle. Yes, it's great to have him as a security blanket to stop those those big runs that Leo has been having um, here in the early going, but he can only do that so many times and try to limit those, you know, those big games as much as possible because that has been somewhat of a weakness um, from the, the better offenses that East Noble has faced, and really it's only been been one in Plymouth that, that was halfway decent this year, um, but they still gave up some some big plays, let the quarterback run loose a little bit, so it's it's up to East Noble to try and limit those you know plays to being minimal, you know, one, a maximum of three yards per play, um, and, and trying to limit that, limit the offense that way. On the other side of the ball, do you see an opportunity with the East Noble offense uh, vertically? We saw Xander Brazel, you know, have a really good game last week through four touchdowns, no interceptions. Granted, it was against DeKalb, but have we seen enough on Xander Brazel to say he can make some plays against this Leo defense? We know that Leo is going to have to respect Rowan Zolman. Does that open up some opportunities in the pass game for Nick Munson? 
can East Noble execute on that side of the football and maybe stretch that Leo defense and challenge it like it has yet to be challenged this year? Right. That's That's been the one thing that I've noticed in the first three games for East Noble is that they have really had no problem on offense with execution, whether it be running the ball or through the air. Um, so, And, and I, I would expect them to, you know, be, be stopped a couple of times tomorrow and 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 see how they face that but i i do think we've seen enough from xander xander to uh to know that he knows his reads and he knows his checkdowns that if, if rowan zolman isn't there deep um running down the sideline or over the middle that that he's got you know nick munson running across the middle or an outlet with with ethan nichols or brett christian um because those are two guys that you know, with Brett Christian, he's you know built like a a tight end nowadays. He's 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 very fast. He's very big. I mean, I don't want to put him on the level of a Travis Kelsey or a Gronk, but he's you know kind of built in that mold at the high school level where he's big and he's a mismatch for for undersized cornerbacks uh, and, and linebackers who aren't fast enough because Brett Christian is a part of the four by one team for for East Noble. Yes, that's the type of research <laughs> we're bringing here um, on on this type of show. Very nice. So, yeah, so I, I mean, I think East Noble. It's not just Rowan Zolman, then Nick Munson, and then that's it. It's it's Ethan Nichols. It's it's Kane and Carrico out of the backfield. It's, it's Brett Christian. So there's just so many different weapons that if you go down the line of of Leo defenders, are, how do those guys match up? Because we know that their their top end is is capable of matching East Noble's top end. It's the second and third options. Can Leo match those? This very well just could be round one between these two teams. They've met twice in each of the past two seasons. You know, last year, uh, Leo got the shutout win, then gets shut out in the postseason. The year before in 2019, it was an East Noble route in the regular season, a much closer game in the sectional championship game. It went from a 28-point margin of victory for East Noble down to seven. So looking ahead, and I know nobody else is, at least within East Noble and Leo, uh, what can we expect out of this one tomorrow night? And really, does it have any barometer on round two in the sectional? I think it does. Um, just with those guys that I was talking about and when we first started talking, those guys that haven't had this experience firsthand. And, and East Noble and Leo both have guys that are, you know, in that are sophomores or juniors that are playing varsity for the first time. And and are getting to experience a big game like this. I mean, heck, we've been talking about it for, you know, five weeks now. And it's, <laughs> and it's, it's that type of game. It's a big game. And, and in Class 4A, it's probably the game of, of the week um, across the state. Um, and, it, and it just feels like that type of environment is going to be at East Noble tomorrow. And obviously the, the luck of the draw for, for who hosts in the sectional could be a big factor in, in, a, in a certain way. But this matchup being at East Noble, East Noble – um, the athletic director, Nick David, anticipates a huge crowd for tomorrow just because of the type of matchup and how are those players on the field going to handle it? Are they going to, you know, get nervous in, in the first, you know, few drives or are they going to come out and ready and be focused to play um, so that they're prepared for this potential matchup again in a sectional? Um, that's, that's what I'm going to be waiting for and watching early on tomorrow is how some of those younger players handle the moment. Bryce, before we let you go, let's touch on the Northeast Corner Conference. No big matchups tomorrow evening in in either division, but you know maybe a Garrett and Eastside. You know we yeah. keep looking at Eastside and saying when are they really going to start dominating opponents, especially solid teams? They weren't able to do it against Adam Central, but they get, did get the win. Cherubusco 
They gave up a late touchdown, made that one close last week. And I've never seen a coach as upset after wins as Todd Mason has been this year because he knows his team has to be much, much better if it's going to have a chance against Bishop Lures in the sectional. So anything yeah. on the schedule this week in the NECC that's jumping out to you? No, it would probably have to be uh, that matchup that you mentioned, Garrett, on East side because Central Noble Fremont doesn't feel like it'd be much of a game. Same with Busco, Prairie Heights, West Noble Fairfield, um, and even uh, Angola Lakeland. It just feels like those games could be double-digit scores uh, pretty early on and, and through the rest of the game. So Garrett East side is a is a sneaky good matchup, um, a, a battle for the for the train trophy. I'm always a sucker for trophy games, <laughs> um, so that that should be it. Could be an interesting matchup. Um, with what Garrett has as far as experience. And, you know, they held down Busco for a half, and that's a kind of a barometer that we can kind of use and how they'll handle Eastside. Can they keep them down long enough before Laban Davis, you know, breaks free and, and scores multiple touchdowns that we, we've we come to uh, accustomed to with him? And and, I, and you mentioned Todd Mason. I mean, that's that's the favorite part of my Friday night is when that story comes in from one of our Eastside reporters that, <laughs> that uh, reading just how, how angry he is with his team, even though, <laughs> I've talked with him multiple times in person and how happy go lucky he can be, um, but just shows you how intense he is even in, in a victory. Um, and, and it's and it's kind of entertaining to read each and every week, even though his team is victorious most most of the time. Bryce will be remiss not to mention your Central Noble Cougars sitting 4-0. And a chance to go to 5-0. and They get Fremont, Lakeland, Busco, Eastside, Garrett the remainder of the season. Um, not many people around this area are going to know the name Will Hoover or appreciate how they good should, of a Justin, football player Justin, he is. Should. I absolutely agree. The kid, <laughs> 784 yards rushing yeah. already this season and 12 touchdowns. I don't care who you're going against. That's yeah. big time. Uh, yeah. Just how good is Will Hoover and what are uh, – fans around here missing out on by not going to see this kid play i mean just a, a kid that's that's bruising um and has got some speed and he plays on the other side of the ball and it's just an equally amount of terror on that side of the ball um <laughs> at, at the linebacker position i mean he, he leads the team in tackles tackles for losses i mean the kid is right on both sides of the ball um and it kind of is unfortunate that he plays at a, you know a two-a school he's you mentioned the rushing total. It's good enough for third. He has a really good chance to eclipse a thousand yards um, through five, through halfway through the season, just tomorrow night. So um, he's definitely, you know, up there with with some of the Central Noble greats, you know, including myself. Not to <laughs> not say, but no, just kidding. I was definitely not one of the greats up there. But he's definitely, you know, the Joel Lucky types that have gone through there for Central Noble. One of those you know, really fast uh, type running backs, but he is fast and can run you over. And I, I think he would probably tell you that he enjoys it, you know, quite a bit when running over somebody. So, um, and he does it quite frequently. So definitely if, if you haven't seen, you know, a highlight or two, or have just, you know, if, if it's a game that's, that's, you know, or a week that's not great down in Fort Wayne, those people should come up and, and check him out. And definitely he's in that sectional 35, potentially, you know, a Central Noble versus Lures in the playoffs yeah. or a Central Noble yeah. versus Woodland or Eastside. Definitely a yeah. possibility there. All right, buddy, I will see you tomorrow in Kendallville. I'm sure you've already arranged for A.D. Nick David to be at our beck and call tomorrow evening. Oh, yeah, I already got the, the food menu, um, <laughs> and uh, it, it looks pretty appetizing. So we'll, we'll definitely enjoy ourselves tomorrow. Oh, and, yes, there's a football game. So. Yes, yes, in well, addition. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy, we'll see you tomorrow. All righty, talk to you then.
Yep, that was Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group, joining us here as he does each and every week to break down some area action. We're going to take a break. Coach Grant Mosier, South Adams Starfires. Yes, South Adams still ranked number one in Class 1A through four weeks. Can they make it five? They go on the road against Monroe Central tomorrow night. We'll talk all about that and more when we come back. It's, it's the High School Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Oh, according to research, 82% of people remember radio ads. That means that 82% of you listening right now will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, 82% of you will recall that ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. And 82% of you will note that you can try ZipRecruiter for free today. But you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com radio, like where this ad plays. 82% of you will keep in mind that ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified people for your job and actively invites them to apply. Is that you? Who are you talking to? 82% of you will also know that I um, live with my mom. But the most important thing to note is that ZipRecruiter works. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Will you be part of the 82% who remember where you can try ZipRecruiter for free? It's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. Again, that exclusive link is ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. Yes, radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. The first bet on Caesar Sportsbook app is up to $5,000 risk-free, people. When I told my team about the idea, they said I was being too wonderful and magnificent. But I don't care how awesome this makes me. I'm doing this for the people. So just download the app, and that first bet is up to $5,000 risk-free. Caesar made an app for the people, people. Must be 21. Offer valid in Indiana only and for new players. Paid in bet credits. Terms and conditions apply. See Caesars.com slash promos. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Let's face it, replacing your heating and cooling system can be stressful. At Masters Heating and Cooling, they want to make your decision painless and worry-free, which is why they're offering special no-interest financing up to 72 months. And as a high-volume dealer, Masters Heating and Cooling uses their buying power to get special savings and passes those savings on to you. Save money and save on interest with 72-month financing available now. Turn to the experts and a new carrier heating and cooling system for Masters. Online at mastersheatcool.com. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham producing. We're here till 7 o'clock. We'll give way to Tin Caps Baseball at the top of the hour. The Caps starting their final series of the season at Dayton. And we'll get to... All of the Tin Caps action at the top of the hour. We're talking football here till 7 o'clock, and we're going to talk some ACAC football with our next guest, who was just patiently waiting by the phone until I texted him to see if he could come on the show. It's Mr. Grant Mosier, head coach of the South Adams Starfires. Coach, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Mr. Kenny? Oh, uh, we're just uh, living the dream here, and uh, you as well, sitting at 4-0, so just rolling right along the number one team in 1A. No problems whatsoever, right? Yeah, right. I, I don't know who those AP rankings guys are. <laughs> I think early on, Justin. <laughs> um, you know, win is a win, and you guys have started it with four straight, and uh, it gets uh, much more difficult tomorrow heading to Monroe Central. But first, let's talk about these guys that uh, have had to step up for you, and it's Owen Warner and A.J. Dull and, and Silas Loesch, and these guys that uh, really we aren't familiar with and probably you didn't expect to make as big of an impact as they've made thus far. Sure, I've been incredibly proud of these guys. We thought start of this year we had three guys coming back, three returning stars from our state runner-up team. 
uh, two of those guys being Aiden Warner and, and Sam Platner, who are two captains we selected start of the season. Sam Platner being our center coming back for the third year, and Aiden Warner being a four-year starter. His first year going to be a quarterback for us. Uh, both played Greg and Winchester, and then first drive of uh, first drive of Belmont week two. Uh, Aiden Warner goes down, broken ankle. Trey Shot goes down. They're an other starter back. And then Sam Platter tears his ACL in the third quarter. So we, we, we still pull out a win there. Owen comes in in, in the second drive of the game and then plays just enough to, to get it done. Um, but then that, that Saturday morning, I'm kind of looking around, thinking to myself, well, boy, we, we just lost two of our, our two, we lost our two captains and our two, two of our three stars from last year. What are we going to do now? Um, but like you said, we've, we've had guys just step up all over the place. Um, Owen Warner's been great at quarterback. We lost Connor Young in week three then, um, a senior with, with a torn ACL as well over at Bluffton. But our kids just keep fighting. We're starting three or four sophomores now that we never were expected to start this year or play at all in varsity. But uh, like you said, we're 4 no taking care of business, but things get way harder tomorrow night. I have to feel you never want to lose kids to injury, but I guess at least it wasn't last year. Yeah, yeah that's, good point. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. To be honest, yeah, you know? Yeah, sure. Now, that, uh, the thing is, we, I think we still have a chance to get Aiden back. Um, broken ankle, he's he's still in a cast, but I think he can start uh, rehabbing in the pool this week, actually. Started that a little bit. So they, they kind of gave him a six- to eight-week timeline from the injury. So there's a chance to get back for sectional, which is, I mean, he's the heartbeat of our team. So that could change things for, for a tournament run, hopefully. Um, but, but I, yeah, I mean, you never want injury, especially with seniors. But the, the one thing I will say is, uh, already looking toward next year a little bit, it's going to be great when we have a sophomore quarterback playing seven, eight games under center. Uh, kid that would play, would play JV all year this year, or would played actually would have played varsity receiver probably for us. And then I said other sophomores getting reps all over the place. So we're getting experience now, and our kids are just used to winning um, in spite of me. So <laughs> I just have uh, our guys stepping up and winning games here. Uh, <laughs> threw me off actually, although it's completely accurate. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, you, as coaches, you guys always kind of have the long range plan and okay, this is what our group's going to look like next year and the year after. And now yeah. I guess you're not looking ahead to 2022, but at the same time, I, I imagine the outlook has changed in terms of instead of having questions about Owen Warner, for example, heading into next year, you now know what to expect out of Owen Warner. So the, you know, the, the, the injury struggles now, are a benefit, not just this year, getting these guys experience, but going forward. Well, absolutely. We And I, and I told the guys before this year started, I was excited about this year for for a long time. I remember watching this group, Aiden Warner and Trey Shock and those guys in seventh grade, and, and all the hype was around the eighth grade at that time, the James Arnold, Nick Miller, Christian Somerset, Drew Stutzman, and that grade going to state. So I was kind of excited about the following year, 2021, where we – Maybe I was going to say, well, they lost all those guys. They, they lost 13 all-conference players, whatever. And I thought we still make some noise this year. So we had kind of motto, motto, uh, culture doesn't graduate. Expectations don't change. But I guess I really starting to believe that now myself, now that I'm seeing <laughs> with a sophomore quarterback. Um, so, again, things get way harder, as you know. Um, we've been tested here. Bluffton tested us quite a bit. Heritage uh, was good, but the quarterback went down early, which kind of hurt them. Um, Belmont's bigger than us, but again, things get way tougher tomorrow night. Monroe Central and AC back to back on the road. When you look at Monroe Central and uh, offensively, you know they've been able to do some good things, and I think we'd be remiss not to give your defenders uh, some credit. And, and it is some seniors too. When you look at Jordan Hinshaw, when you look at Chase Myers, and uh, even Kenny Richardson, these guys maybe don't get the accolades, but they have been steady and uh, productive for you on defense. Yeah, been huge for us, Jordan Hinshaw. 
uh, played cornerback in the state game last year for us, and, and we were really wrestling with we got to stop the run this year. Um, we, bring back, we bring back Aiden Trey and Hinshaw in the secondary, so we got to figure out a way to stop the run. So we moved Jordan to the end. And I think he was skeptical. We were kind of skeptical, but he's been fantastic for us, getting after the, getting after the passer. Uh, Chase Myers has not played football since sixth grade. Uh, didn't come all summer and then came to the first practice two days, and I still with him. Seemingly I was kind of skeptical, but he's been fantastic. Um, Parker Bryant, the D-line, has been great for us. And like you said, the linebackers have been great as well. Matt Somerset, Chris King Richardson, and, and Brady Bill, three guys who, again, were just JV players last year. Now they're running our defense for us. So right right now, I think on Friday, I think on Friday we started 11 new – we had 11 starters that were new from last year on defense. Well, I guess technically 10, but 11 guys in new position is moving in Shaw. Um, so, like you talked about already, too, looking toward next year, which I'm obviously into this year, but it's good to have all these new guys stepping up and getting playing time and doing well. He is Grant Mosier, head coach of the South Adams Starfires, joining us here in the High School Coaches Show. And, Coach, you play a team tomorrow night, Monroe Central, that uh, has been eagerly anticipating being able to play you. You guys have knocked them off five times in the last three years. They're undefeated going into tomorrow night. They want to pay you back at least a little bit over the last couple years. What do you expect out of the Golden Bears tomorrow? Yeah, I watched a lot of film. But that's kind of been, again, been the fun thing this year. I mean, Winchester's message to their team was, hey, they lost everybody. That was, I know that was Belmont's message. That was Bluffton's message for their homecoming. They lost everybody from last year. That was uh, Harris's message. So, MC's thinking the same thing. Hey, they lost everybody. Um, they, they won as bad, like you said. We've, we've, ended their set, we've ended their playoff run the last two years in a row. We've beat them five times in the last three years. They've been ranked in the top five each time we've beaten them. Um, so again, I think they're ranked number three right now. It's going to be like a ball game. They bring almost everybody back from last year's really tough team. We were the, we were their only loss last year. They were eight and two last year. And we beat them twice. And we were the only team to beat them last year. So they went undefeated in their conference. Some they're undefeated right now. They beat they beat a good Hamilton Heights team already this year. Um, they they have a 235 pound running back who's started three years now. The quarterback Olms in his third year starting. Uh, so they have seniors all over the place. So, again, it's, it's a tough place to play. They have a great atmosphere there. It's another – I love small school football, man. I love atmosphere of small school football. I love when you have guys playing both ways. I love the community sport, so it's going to be an incredible atmosphere. Um, and it's almost turned into kind of a rivalry now, which you wouldn't have thought that originally with the two schools an hour apart. They don't really have any affiliation, but uh, it's, uh, it's turned into quite a rivalry, so we're excited for tomorrow. Yo, Coach, before we let you go, you know, we, we've seen programs across all classes. They have a couple really good – classes that go through and they elevate their game when they lose them they drop back down and and south adams has reached a point under you and i don't want to give your massive ego even more of a boost but right. you've reached a point now where you can lose a class the caliber of last year and here you are 4-0 and a pretty darn good football team and you know going you know, over the last couple years losing that 2019 group was pretty talented as well uh, it's kudos to you and your staff, but also how difficult is it to get to a point where your program is reloading with talent, and it's not like you're getting it from outside areas. This is burn kids. You're just sure. you, you continue to win no matter what, and, and some teams, some coaches are never able to reach that point. Yet it seems like you've been able to do it in burn. Well, you know me well, Justin. We, we talk a lot. You know, it has nothing to do with me. You know that. You know that. <laughs> Very well, but we we do have our kids are entirely bought into like right now. We talked on Friday night even they just we we, we um, plug it we, we just plug guys in and they're, and they're so used to winning because they've that's all they've ever done is they've been a part of winning teams. So now it's almost to the point where they just don't I don't know I mean careful saying this but almost don't know how to lose. Um, now we've been we've been the favorite the last couple of weeks all four weeks. Um, 
but these kids are just used to winning, and they and they hold each other accountable to the point like where I my job's so freaking easy. Guys have to go out there, and the seniors take care of everything. We have we have discipline issues. The seniors take care of it. Um, I also have an incredible staff that made me look way smarter than I am, which <laughs> makes my job easy. Um, and like like you said, Burn just uh, I have incredible community support um, for now. But it's just <laughs> nice having a, a community that love a community that loves Burn, loves football. We, we pack the house here on Friday nights. Our webcast is always getting a ton of hits, so it's just so cool having the support we have. And we have kids totally bought in that make me look way better than I am. Yeah, I think you know maybe the, the most difficult thing is to, is to create that culture where your kids come in and they know what to expect, and that senior group passes it on to the to the next seniors to the next seniors, and it's almost like a machine. Like they they know what to expect because they've come up, and and I feel like you know once you have that, once once the kids are setting the culture and setting the standards, um, you, you feel like man maybe, maybe we got something here. Yeah, and you're, it's an everyday battle. You're fighting, you're fighting for your culture every single day. So there can be some, and you know the old verbiage is you, you give an inch, they'll take a mile. So I mean, it's, it's the same thing with where you got to fight for that culture every day. You see something, you got to get on. You can't let things go. Uh, and, our, and again, our seniors, once the seniors become the coaches, man, that's that's when you have things going well. But but again, let's let's not get let's not get. I'm talking to myself. Not gonna not get too excited yet because things turn around pretty quick here with all the young guys we have. These kids haven't faced some adversity yet, man. They they were down 6-0 last week, but once adversity hits, let's see how we respond and who our losers really are this year. It's going to be interesting to figure that out. Over the next two weeks, Coach, win or lose, what do you want to see out of this group, Monroe Central and then Adams Central next week? Yeah, I, I want to see how we face adversity. I want to see who our leaders truly are when, when that happens because things are going to go bad the next two weeks at some point. There's, there's no question. Uh, we're going to throw interceptions. We're going to turn the ball over. We're, gonna, we're not going to shot Adams Central. When, when that happens, if we go down 14, if we go down, we go down 21-7, whatever it is, we throw a big pick six. Who's going to step up and who's going to lead the team as far as players go? And if we can get to that point where we're responding to adversity when it hits, you guys haven't had that yet. Um, that'll be that'll pay off dividends here in, in the long run. And our goal always is the morning conference. AC is obviously that's my thing this week. Is it's not a conference game. We told our guys kind of treat this like a playoff game, where it's win or go home. Um, but it, there's no really ramifications as far as conference goes. AC is, is loaded, man. You know that, Justin. They yeah. they bring back everybody. They're they're uh, I think underrated still, and they're ranked top top four in the state. They they are absolutely. I think they're ranked second in the state in coaches pool now. But they they're a really really good team. But it's always fun to kind of go in there and try and throw. I, I like being creative and throwing everything we have at them, and making the D coordinator work a little bit. So it'll be fun next two weeks, and we'll see how our leaders do. All right, I would say it's been a pleasure, but I'd be lying, so I'd appreciate the time, buddy. You would be. <laughs> All right, see you, man. See you, Justin. As Coach Grant Mose, your head coach of the South Adams Starfires, his team 4-0 and heading into a game tomorrow night, a state-ranked showdown at Monroe Central, 7.30 kickoff for the Starfires tomorrow evening. We're going to take a break. We'll talk to Coach Jared Souter, Leo Lyons, to wrap it up. It is the High School Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. So just what is it about the specialty in City Glass Specialty? And what does City Glass Specialty have to do with raccoons? Ah, raccoons, those lovable little creatures that would love to trash your patio. Nature's little muggers. Legend has it that raccoons got those black eyes by mouthing off to bears. Now, if you've ever walked out onto your patio or sunroom to see those beady little eyes peering at you through the screens, consider pet screens from City Glass. Pet screens not only keep your pets from busting out, they keep those other little furry friends from busting in. 
in. City Glass Specialty can handle any screens that you need to have replaced or repaired. If you need to replace or repair storm doors, check with City Glass Specialty about tempered glass that resists pressure. No matter what kind of repair or replacement work you have around the house, start with a visit to City Glass on South Calhoun, just south of the Oyster Bar. Or go online to cityglassspecialty.com and enjoy the patio this summer without sharing the snacks with the raccoons. I can't think of any way to improve upon the service that I received. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American Standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. The office is always courteous. Gibson's service tech is exceptional in his attitude and performance and is friendly and efficient as he follows up and explains what he's done that day and what needs to be done if there's going to be a follow-up. Kudos to Gibson's for their outstanding service. Your independent American Standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Gibson'sHeating.com. This Girl Scout cookie season, we Girl Scouts would like to say thank you, America. Thank you, cookie cravers, thin mint enthusiasts, peanut butter patrons, shortbread devotees. Every time you take a bite of a Girl Scout cookie, it's good for us. Your coconut and caramel cravings are our chance to practice goal setting. Your midnight snacks help us learn to manage money. Your freezers aren't just full of tasty treats. They're packed with entrepreneurship. That's right, entrepreneurship. You probably can't taste the business ethics or the decision making or the people skills but they're in there in every single mouthful every time you eat what's in the box we learn how to think outside of it so raise a glass of milk and raise our chances to reach our potential eat up america we're counting on you i'm catalina i'm melody i'm katie i'm devin i'm hannah i'm abby i'm juliana i'm nicole i'm olivia i'm colette i'm stefania and, and we, we approve this message the girl scout cookie program think outside the box did you know that generic drugs are just as safe and effective as brand name drugs? Generics might look different, but they work the same way. And they can even save you money. Don't believe me? Ask your doctor or pharmacist. Or visit FDA.gov slash generic drugs. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back for the final time here on the High School Coaches Show. I am Justin Kenny. He is John Graham, producing here for about 10 or so more minutes. We'll give way to Tin Caps baseball first pitch at 7.05 as the Caps wrap up the season here heading into the final weekend of baseball. It'll be Tin Caps and Dayton. Dayton Dragons. Maybe Dayton can finish off the season a little bit better than uh, my Cincinnati Reds are currently as they're blowing a wild card spot uh, as we speak. But uh, we're still talking high school football here for the next 10 minutes or so. We broke down at length the Leo and East Noble matchup in the first half hour, but there's always room for more as we're going to welcome head coach Jared Souter of the Leo Lions on right now. Coach, how are you? Doing well, Justin. How are you? Not bad, Coach. And, uh, yeah, I guess a, a, a bit of a big game coming up tomorrow evening. Do you feel, you know, through the first four weeks of the season that your guys have performed up to expectations? Yeah, we're, we're really pleased with how we've been playing, um, you know, especially um, physically and, you know, execution-wise. Uh, I think our guys have really, in all three phases of the game, um, have put forth a really good effort. And, like I said, executing things well right now. Um, you know, we haven't been beating ourselves with uh, dumb penalties or turnovers, and so really happy where we're at. You mentioned the physicality uh, of it, and with Landon and DJ and a host of other guys, it just, you know, that, that's something you can't coach, at least the size aspect of things. How big of an advantage is that knowing that, okay, up front, 
more often than not, we're you know going to be able to win those battles. Well, that is it is a nice advantage. You know, obviously, when you have guys like DJ and Landon up there, and, you know, then you add in you know, you know guys like you know Callum Butler, who's you know very very big and physical lineman, Sam too. You know, it always makes it nice and you know, allows us to uh, control the line of scrimmage and, and really on both sides of the football as well. So, you know, that is a nice thing to have. But those guys just do a phenomenal job. They're strong. Uh, uh, you know, they have good good feet, good uh, good athleticism up there as well. So, uh, you know, it's definitely where we like to hang our hat and, and you know, where we like to challenge our team is to always win, uh, win in the trenches. And, and so those guys have done a nice job with that. Coach, take us into the to the mind of, of your offense because it seems like every week, okay, well, you know, one week it's Caden Miller and the next week it's somebody else. And we see, you know, if, whether it's Ethan or, or whoever's carrying the football, Carson, um, there's multiple weapons. And is it just based on, on uh, you know, the game and how that dictates? You guys go into a game plan and say, okay, it's going to be Carson's week this week until we mix things up in the game. How do you guys set that up and how does it emerge where it seems like every week you have a different leader? Yeah, really, it's, it's not anything that we we set up, um, you know, in a, in a game plan sense, saying we're going to, you know, pick a pick a back to say this is his night, or um, you know, we're going to give this back more carries. You know, sometimes it's uh, you know in-game adjustments um, in terms of you know where where we might see matchups up front, um, and also um, you know sometimes it's just based upon. Um, where we feel comfortable running the football, um, so it, it really isn't a it isn't a, a game plan thing, and it's just happened that you know we've been executing well enough that it, you know really uh, those guys in the backfield who are getting the touches um, are getting big yardage, and so and it's always nice to be able to do when you have when you have four or five guys who you know get big yards and and you know can keep us a little bit balanced in the run game in terms of you know who's touching the ball and, and where we're going with it, so. But that's really a testament to the guys up front, too, our, our O-line and tight end, too. You, know, you, you really can't do that if you're not executing well uh, up at the offensive line. So, uh, you know, again, those guys kind of set the tone. And, and then our backs have done just a great job, but, uh, you know, not just running the ball, but also, um, as you know, this offense is, is really based off of deception and carrying out fakes and, and all that stuff. So you know, those guys block for each other well in the backfield. They carry out their fakes well. Uh, you know, Jackson does a really good job with, with his part of it and carrying out his fakes and with the, you know, the, the deception with the handoffs and everything. So it really is, a, you know, a team effort um, when, when you get all those guys' touches and they all can get big yards with it. How big has it been for this team to get Mason Sharon back? It's, it's been big. You know, Mason is a big physical, um, you know, hard-nosed runner, but he also has a lot of speed. And so, um, you know, he presents a... a, a a problem for defenses because he can get on the edge and you know he can um, you know take it take it the distance. So he's a he's a big play guy, but he's also a guy who can run in between the tackles and you know get the you know two or three extra yards after contact that he that we need him to get. So it's been a big boost to to our offense this year, and you know he's doing a great job with with you know what he's been doing. So yeah, it's, it's been nice to have him back. Coach, when you look at the last time you guys played uh, East Noble, they were able to shut you out 10-0 last uh, on November in the sectional championship game. How much do you take from that game, if any, heading into this one? Yeah, well, obviously it was you know that was a that was a tough loss for our guys for our program, and you know, I think our guys remember that. And I think one of the big things that I know we've been talking about this week, and um, you look back at that game, and then if you even go back to our regular season game, yeah, um, where we won 24 to nothing, 
um, turnovers just played a huge role in both of those games. Um, I think the, the game that we won, they might have had three or four turnovers, and we had three turnovers in the sectional game. And so when you're playing a quality opponent, you just can't turn the ball over um, and give them, you know, give, give them extra opportunities. So that's a, that's a big thing that we learned from that is, is you know, we have to protect football. Um, and, and, you know, the turnover game is, a, is, a, is going to be a huge part of this um, on, on Friday night. And then uh, we just simply didn't execute well and didn't make the plays. And so, uh, and they did. You know, they made a few more plays than what we did. So, you know, that, that was last year. But, uh, you know, this year is a new year. And um, I know both, both these teams have been working extremely hard in the offseason and, you know, have, have gotten off to a good start. So, we, you know, we were just really looking forward to the you know, opportunity tomorrow night to, to see what, uh, what will happen in uh, this year's game. When you look at the other side of the football coach and your defense going up against that East Noble offense and Kanan Carrico has been dynamic in the backfield. They have Rowan Zolman, Nick Munson, Xander Brazels is emerging as a quarterback. Uh, what are or some of the things that you guys really need to focus on and be ready for heading into tomorrow night? Yeah, for, for us, it's going to start with trying to stop the big play. You know, they, they have a, a lot of big playmakers. Um, you know, like you said, Carrico, you know, you have to – you have to get to the ball and you have to wrap him up or, or he'll break tackles and get big plays on you. Then you have Munson and Zolman, um, you know, out on the perimeter who, you know, are, are big play receivers. So we're, we're going to have to do a, a really good job of playing assignment football, um, making sure we're lined up uh, correctly against a lot of different uh, formations that they throw at you and, and really just focus on taking away the big play from them, making them drive the field. Um, and so that, that defensively is a, is a big part for us, a big key to, to us being able to, uh, compete tomorrow night coach when you look at this rivalry and and you guys didn't play very, a lot you met in the, in the postseason once and then now you're playing every year is this kind of what you envisioned when you went from the acac to what was the nhc now it's the northeast aid and, and developing these rivalries against you know similar sized programs in terms of 4a because leo and east noble over the last three four five years has really become one of the gems in this area yeah yeah it, it's uh, it's been something that when we joined this we weren't sure Maybe who the rival would be, um, right. but uh, this uh, this game has certainly turned into a um, a nice rivalry, and I think both programs you know appreciate that, and uh, you know both teams play um, play up for this game, and so that's always fun. That's a good thing um, for both programs to have, and uh, you know good for good for not only the teams but the fans and the school, and so um, yeah, it is it is a nice thing, and you know we uh, we look forward to the opportunity to play in in a game like this every year, and it's. You know, it's always been a big game as well. And then you throw in the fact that we're both in the same sectional. Um, that, that just heightens the rivalry a little bit more. Yeah, no doubt. Coach, I appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks a lot. Good luck tomorrow night in Kendallville. All right. Thanks, Justin. Yes, sir. That was Coach Jared Souter, Leo Lyons, his team 4-0, heading to Kendallville tomorrow night to take on 4-0 East Noble. Excuse me, 3-0 East Noble. Of course, they missed that Week 2 game against Northwood uh, due to COVID. So, Battle of Undefeateds tomorrow night in Kendallville. That's going to do it for us here, week six edition of the High School Coaches Show. Thanks to Coach Souter. Thanks to Grant Mosier, head coach of the South Adams Starfires. Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group. And, of course, we kicked it off with Luke Amstutz, head football coach of the East Noble Knights. We'll be back next week, 6 o'clock. We'll talk all about week six of the high school football season. Until then, enjoy Tin Caps baseball coming up. We'll talk to you next week. This has been the High School Co Football Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.
Thanks for listening to this exclusive presentation of 1380 The Fan, the high school coaches show with Justin Kenny on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the podcast at 1380thefan.com or wherever you get podcasts. Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. Look, on the positive side, these guys really know how to push the sports and entertainment envelope and gaze lovingly into their crystal balls. That's the beauty of making predictions. Mike Harmon, Jason Smith. Yes, well played. It's the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Saturday on Fox. It's a National League division battle between the Phillies and the Mets or the Cubs take on the Brewers. Belton, deep left field, and that is gone. The action begins at 7 Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Podcasts by Federated Media.